Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence, learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. And Amy's in the Tampa area. Amy, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you this morning? Could not be more fabulous. I'm talking to you. Me too. Me too. Excited to be here. Yay. So what uh, situation or um, tough conversation would you like to chat about today? You know, these the two conversations happened on the personal side um, at our within kind of a circle of friends, but I'm finding it kind of pervasive throughout our country right now where uh, it's so hard to have conversations about difficult topics without either just saying, hear my opinion and I really don't care about your opinion or trying to just be curious about somebody else's opinion without a lot of emotions coming into that. I don't know how much information you want about, you know, the situations that arose on, you know, the home front, but. Well, you can provide as much context as you think is helpful for listeners and for me. So I welcome that if you'd like to share a bit more. Sure. So um, within our circle of friends, I would say that uh, my husband and I tend to be more on the conservative side. I'm fairly moderate in my views. And most of our friends tend to have more liberal views, which has always been fine. And I, I actually find it very interesting. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, one friend came over and returned something. We were having a kind of a campfire out back and enjoying just a quiet evening. And he sat down and, and started, you know, just visiting and sharing wine with us. And it, it was a very pleasant conversation. I went in to feed the dogs that came back and, and my husband and this friend were just up to their eyeballs in a political conversation, which slid downhill very, very fast. It got extremely uh, hot and, you know, basically my husband said, you need to leave the property and not come back. And it, it, it was such a difficult conversation and almost felt like, well, it wasn't even a conversation. It was just a flat out uh all really and and I think now he feels you know betrayed that someone would come to our property and try and impose their views he's not he's not going to change his views and and now there's there's this sense of how how do you recover from that you know how do you how do you mend that type of argument um and then within a week I had a similar situation with a girlfriend of mine and with her, she called the next day to apologize and said, you know, I should have done more listening. And we mended our fences and then we continue with a friendship. But I just feel like that is something so common right now with everyone only knows their own opinion and has no interest in being open to anyone else's. So those are the conversations I'm struggling with right now. Yes, I so appreciate you, Amy, for bringing this up. And I, I would just think that everyone's nodding their head and like, oh, my gosh. And maybe some people are rolling their eyes, too. And it's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, really, it's really a big gap that we're creating for ourselves. And so I really want to encourage everyone to really embrace, you know, the mantra of this show as we are all part of the problem and all part of the solution. And even though we may think that other people don't get that, know that you, know, you can only control what you think. And so I really encourage folks to, re- to say that and not, in so doing, not make yourself bad or wrong, but just to keep space open. Um, so I think, well, I see this as kind of in the moment, how might we work with it? Again, there's no prescription here, but just some ideas. And then kind of the after fact, if you mentioned how might you recover and mend. Um, and, I, and I think it's, it's interesting. You, you, go, you go in, you, you feed the dogs, you come back. It's like slid downhill really fast. So it's, it's not, it's kind of like in an instant can kind of go off of a cliff. Um, and, I, and I think the, 
the opportunity in the moment as things are getting a little tense is just to be aware um, because there is a chance to kind of rein it in a bit as it starts to go. And so, again, I wasn't there, but just to, to role play it, you know, your husband may see this friend starting to go and get, you know, more agitated, raising the voice, speaking faster, and just to say, hey, wait a second, you know, Pete, hey, Pete, I, and just take the high road, I really respect you as a friend. I, you know, I think it's clear to us we have some different points of view. Um, so I'm going to ask, if we, if we raise a topic, I'd love it for us to be able to really listen. Maybe we keep our same points of view, but, you know, I don't think it's healthy to try to make each other batter or convince and just stay there. And if the guy, you know, just, and, and if you don't think you can do that, which is really, which, okay, let's just talk about the bucks. <laughs> okay, let's talk about anything else. And so trying to cut it off at the pass, and I know that can be hard without, you know, just keep one's own self in check. So that might be a way to go. And if the person says, you know, no, okay, so I under, hey, I understand. Obviously, you're very emotional. I want this to be a fun evening. If you think it's not a great vibe, it's totally okay. You know, maybe we need to just call a truce for today and and it's okay. You know, we'll have you back over when we both feel like it's a better energy. So I'll pause about that. Does that feel like something that maybe um, you folks could try? Yeah, and it's interesting because both of them like did that. They're like, okay, let's just stop. And then they just keep going. <laughs> I think there's the emotional component to, to, okay, let's just stop as long as I get the last, last word in. So, yeah, I, I think that, that kind of is uh, true. You have to, at some point, just say, you know, you're not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change yours, but your friendship is too important to, you know, destroy. So let's take right. a deep breath and... Right. Oh, and yeah. so I want to, I want to go to this uh, before we get to the recover and mend. I do want to get to this. It's kind of the, okay, you're not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change your mind. And that is a lot, a lot of folks are, are having that. And I understand right. that. It's also just like, let's just let the iron gate come down, pull the moat, you know, the, the, the bridge, the wooden bridge up and the moats there and no one's crossing. And so I think that that's a bit of a, an excuse on all fronts. You know, it may be it may be the right answer. I'm not making it wrong, but I would encourage folks to think. You know, I know I'm thinking I'm not going to change my mind, and you're thinking you're not going to change your mind, and that's fine. We can do whatever we want to do. So let's just honor that. That's that is a path, and then say, you know, what if? What if? Just try it on. What if we were to really try to be Switzerland, be neutral, okay, and just see this from someone else's view. Just to try it on because, right, if everybody on the planet decides that they're going to dig in and not change their mind, it's going to be a long haul. And you know, we can own that, right? We can own that in our small way, our small way that we could show an inch, right? And just to be clear, say, you know, it doesn't mean we're weak as people or we don't have firm beliefs or make any other judgment you want. That's not about it. It is about the fact that maybe a growth opportunity for us is to really try this. As hard it is, as it is, I'm going to bite my lip till it bleeds when I want to argue with you. And you do the same for me. Make it a little game and light. But this is important because we're all sending out this energy. And if everyone's like, eh, just real, put their eyes down, they're never going to go there. You know, it takes extending the olive branch. So I just throw that out there. Do you think that that is something you might be able to try on? Yeah, uh, for me personally, certainly, uh, I can't speak for my husband. He he has uh, very very firm beliefs, um, and I think a lot of it is him feeling like he was put in in a corner. So I, I think he's right now struggling with how to um, let go of some of those hurt feelings and uh, get get past you know the insult and the. Yeah, and I think as a, a partner there, a chance to say, gosh, I see that you're feeling down. And so what's going on for you? 
and having yeah. you know, lots yeah. of times just having people articulate and well, just how do you, they feel such and such? Okay, like how does it feel to feel such and such? Is that how you want to feel? Why do you think that is? Just open-ended questions that might help someone process what's going on for them. And it, at the core, right, when we're unhappy with someone else, there's something within that we're not happy about, right? Again, not to make sure. ourselves bad or wrong about it, but just to unpack that and give ourselves a chance to free ourselves. I see a lot of people holding themselves hostage. And that, you know, if you want to yeah. intentionally hold yourself hostage, be my guest, it's not a great way to be. And that ability to exhale, you know, maybe you have a change of heart, you change your mind, you realize how you were dug in. Don't crucify yourself. Okay, that's a learning opportunity. You know, the, the ability to let go. And this is very personal for me because I had many years, I think of I'm right and this is how it has to be. And, you know, it's just brutal, you know. So for the folks who can really embrace that, well, you know, a wax car where the water's just flying off of it. That's how we would love to be about being to let it go. So let's just go quick to the recover and mend piece. And I really love yeah. the fact that your girlfriend called, which is taking the high road. Okay. And just saying, you know what? And, and you can imagine that night she feels horrible. And so she honors the fact that she felt horrible the next day and just apologized. And, you know, I, I, I'm wondering what you said as soon as she apologized. Well, she's she's in the same circle of friends, and and so, you know, first of all, I thanked her for her apology, and I said I acknowledged that, you know, yes, it would have been nice for you not to have behaved in exactly the way I described, you know, our, my husband and this other friend, because she, it was exactly that that same setup. And she said, you know, I'd like to say it was the wine talking, but it was just me, and I'm sorry. And, and you know, we, we acknowledged each other's um, position on things and carry, carried on. And I think maybe it's easier for women because we use language more in, in that frame. I don't mean that to pigeonhole women or men in, in some ways, but... Within my household, that that's the way it is. So now I'm wondering how how do I help my husband to say, you know, even if you never want to be friends with him again, you're carrying this burden of feeling really awful about this hostile conversation, um, and you're the one that's you know, he he's probably suffering too, but you're the one that's carrying this unhappiness inside, and I'd like for him to find a way to. Um, forgive and maybe put down that that hostility. Yeah, yeah. So this is so great. And I think that just that positive intention you have for your husband, you know, I don't, I want you to be free and I want you to be happy and whatever your intention for him is because that's where you're coming from. It's not like you're telling him what to do, right? I, I just, and it is a bit painful for me to see what it feels like, um, you know, like a weight is on your shoulders, how does it feel? And sometimes metaphors of weight, baggage, you know, can help people. And then say, what if the tables were turned, right? What if you did that? And, and see if they can, if he could see himself, um, you know, creating, extending an olive branch um, and putting out an apologies. And just say, you know, extending an olive branch isn't a judgment call in good or bad or right or wrong, right? To me, it shows that you're a better human being. So just leave that as, as, a, as an opening and you know, a chance to, an inspiration, aspiration to step up and then see what he says. So it, you think about it and sometimes people don't know the words. So you might help him. I mean, this is what I do all day, right? Help people with some of the words and, right. and, and say, you know what? I'm saying this because I love you and I want you to be free. And so that may be a way, you know, I think ego plays a big role, of course, right, Amy? And so it's a way to kind of get in good relationship with oneself. And then, you know, deep down, he knows that's the right thing, right? <laughs> so it's just kind of helping him right. get to that situation. So you've been a gem to call in. How about um, our little chat here? Do you have a top takeaway from our call? Yeah, I think it's, if I were to take anything away, it's like there's so many of these conversations and 
one is to accept that other people have different opinions. You don't have to to force your opinion on them, but on the other hand, you don't have to to take on you know a burden of keeping keeping quiet, the keeping the words to yourself. You can do it in a peaceful way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I loved people to be fully self-expressed in a way that honors oneself and also those around you. That's great. Yeah. Please let me know how it Thanks goes. You know how you know how to reach me, and if I can be of more help, I'm happy to. And I really am grateful you're calling in and appreciate you being part of the solution. You take good care. Okay, before my next caller, I invite folks, if you have a situation or conversation you'd like to talk through live, the number is 866 866- Four seven two five seven nine zero or international, you can call collect at country code one four eight zero three nine eight three three five two. And I am excited to welcome from the Atlanta area, area Tamara. Tamara, welcome to say it skillfully. Hey Molly, so glad to be on your show. Yes, we've so gone back and forth great. on LinkedIn. It's such a treat to talk I live. Know. I know. Fantastic. I want to pay. I want to pay forward for your future listeners, just like I learned so much from your previous listeners how to say it skillfully. So, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, my friend, what situation or conversation might I help you with today? Yes. So, I have um, a situation, and I'm going to give you a little bit of background, so you'll have more kind of context around it. So, I joined uh, a, a big corporation with a great culture uh, a little bit less than a year ago. And I, I'm part of this very exciting project and thrilled to work on it. It, it keeps me busy and it's, it's making great progress. Um, because of the COVID and everything that's happening, uh, we're not necessarily hiring. And we had an opening in our team. Uh, so one of the uh, people from uh, another department got just kind of just moved into our group and as she doesn't have necessarily project management uh, experience, they assigned her to my project, so I'll be able to uh, uh, mentor her and, and show her around. And she, she's at the same level I am. So we are, we are kind of on the same um, level when it comes to the um, kind of hierarchy, I would say. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm here and I'm here to help and all that. Um, she has a great energy when we are talking about in the meetings and, and you know, we have different... Uh, trainings, and she's very vocal and, 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 you know, great energy when it comes to that. However, when it comes to execution, following through, ensuring everything's there that needs to be there, it falls flat. Um, I had uh, several conversations. Uh, one of them, very, very soon after she joined, because this project is something that our team uh, doesn't get often, this level of project, so I was like, okay, let's show up, let's show what our team can do, let's prove to, you know, to everyone in the corporation uh, what we can accomplish so we can continue getting this kind of level of, of uh, project for our team to work on. And, you know, that was kind of to set a stage and, and see, you know, kind of communicate how important it is. Um, you know, I didn't see the results that I was expecting, we have SOP and different documents that tell uh, each team member what needs to happen and what are our, you know, kind of duties that we have to do. I see that she's not following any of that. So I, I keep reminding her, hey, just, you know, to set you up for success, you need to do this, 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 and that. Um, so, you know, she's still not following some of these things. She'll do when I, when I mention, okay, let's do this, she'll start doing it. But there is no initiative. There is no uh, being proactive. And then the lack of communication, not showing up to meetings for the project, not letting anyone know why or, you know, what's going on. So it's just uh, um, falling flat. So, as I said, I, I have these, you know, emails and different kind of conversation because we were in the COVID environment. I didn't get a, get a chance to meet her necessarily, like person to person. I met her online. So I scheduled the meeting, you know, separately. Let's get to meet each other. Uh, and she's been with the company for 20 years. So I know she knows a whole lot of uh, other things, you know, around the company and how to to do things more than I do. So that's the situation I am. I, all I want is that energy that I know she has. And, you know, in the meetings, when she, if she leads a meeting, it's very energetic and, you know, she's very engaging. Uh, so that's great. 
uh, and I, you know, communicated that to her. But it, when it comes to execution, there's a lot of um, kind of pushing that I have to do. And uh, at the level she's in, I don't like to micromanage, period. So especially, you know, the level someone that I don't like to be micromanaged, so I don't think someone at my level should be. So that's where I, like, what I'm trying to, to get to, like, let, let, let's just do what we need to do without anyone having to push and remind us what yeah. has to be done. So um, got it. please share got your it. thoughts with me and tell me how I can, you know, get a point across and, and see things happening. Okay, this is great. I appreciate your taking me through it. And kudos to you because I can tell you're like to set you up for success, you know, trying to be positive and help the person uh, get it together. My question to you is uh, just to confirm, you think the person can do the job, right? They have the capability to do the skills. Is that is that right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And um, when you have brought it up, just so I know, have you brought it up in a way where, um, this wasn't done the way it was supposed to be done. So there's a clear understanding of, if you will, right versus wrong. So there was an instance I mentioned something like that. You know, okay, let's make sure the execution's there. And there, there's always an excuse that comes. If something's not done, oh, I'm new. I'm new to the team. And it's been, you know, she's been there three months. I'm like, you know what? I was new to the corporation. And 15 days after I joined, I got a project on my hands. And you, you know, think or swim. I mean, it's not necessarily sink or swim, but you, like, at this, at the level, I mean, I think you just start swimming. There is no, like, nobody needs to, you, you go and ask for for, um, for answers if nobody's handing them to you. So she's like, oh, I'm okay. just new, and I'm not sure I know everything. So okay. I always say I'm here for you. Anyway, I'm going to stop okay. talking. So That's okay. And then is, is this just the two of you, or when you have the team, Tamara, are there other people involved in the team? Is it like five people who are on the project, or just the two of you? There is more of us, yes. There is more of us. Okay. But the conversations happen one-on-one. I, I don't usually have these kind of conversations with other people around. Okay. So I think that there's an opportunity. Transparency breeds self-correcting behavior. It's not about having anybody look bad. Um, but I think it's it's an opportunity at a group level. And again, other folks are executing. And and as a, a project lead person, just saying, hey, you know, I think one thing we want to do, and I'm just so grateful we have a new team member, is to reinforce what great looks like. What great looks like. And just to clarify for all of us, and some of us, you know, may not have had as many years, some of us have, this does not happen all the time that we get high level, high visibility projects. So we have a lot on the line. If we do this right, we look like superstars, all of us win, right? So that's an aspirational thing. And then I want to be very clear because part of my job is to help us, you know, see what great looks like and so that every single one of us um, understands it and that we help each other succeed. And then on the downside, you know, what would happen if we don't is bad things. And so help people appreciate the bad things and letting down of team members. And if you need to use some examples without pointing out names, let people know, right? And so you have a group conversation and then you want to follow back up with this person in the one-on-one and saying, hey, what did you think of the call? See what they said. And said, so I am a bit, a little bit, you know, depending on how she responds, if you feel like you need to share, okay, I'm really cheering for you. I know you can do it. I'm a little concerned because of some of the past conversations we had, okay? And so I need you to be really upfront with me. What is it you need, right? Because if this happens, not acceptable. If that happens, not acceptable. So just make it really clear for her. And I'm, I'm, you know, I want to, us to own it as a team. So I'm going to bring this up in a team context. So let her know that there's going to be team visibility. And if there's a way to track deadlines and have you know, other people help each other, you're going to do that. So you're not trying to bomb anybody on it, but you're just trying to help start to create a norm where we're all clear on what we're all supposed to do because we all want to be successful together and we all want to help each other. So I'll pause for a little bit. Does that give perhaps a different um, entry into it? Yes. So the, the, where I'm trying to find a balance is um, we're team members. Uh, I'm not her... I'm lead of the project, but I'm not necessarily her manager. 
So uh, at certain points, this is kind of like, I don't know where, and I think this is more on me, for me trying to understand where my, I don't want to cross the line and I don't want to do things that maybe her manager should do. So that's the concern I have when it comes to performance and stuff like that. Is it uh, my place? And I know from the, uh, you know, uh, trying to help everyone to be the best that they can be, it is my part to to kind of bring it to her attention what I think it's lacking, but I again don't want to step that over that line and you know start doing things that maybe her direct manager should be doing. Um, yeah, yeah, really great. So I think that the first thing I heard, and I think you need to empower yourself. You are in charge of making that project successful. You own that. So you have the authority from that standpoint. And we're not making, this is not a personal thing. We're not making people good or bad, but there are tasks and activities that have to get done. We can be objective about that. So just continue to realize that if if you don't address performance issues, Tamina, you're not doing your job. Okay, so so now now you have to realize that that's really on you and you want to role model, you know, for the team members who are, it's really unfair on them right, if they're held to a different standard. So that kind of transparency can then also help in dealing with this, call this person, Anna, right? Anna, we're working through this and, you know, I'm in a tough situation because I'm here responsible for the project and for all the other team members. And, you know, we have some performance gaps here. We've talked about them. Um, so it's really tough. And if you need more support, I'm happy to do it. We can go talk to your manager together right? If that's helpful, because maybe, you know, just ask what's going on. Be curious yourself. Maybe she has a part of another job she's doing and we don't know that, but you need to have more information from her. And, and I think you don't want to go behind someone's back, but at the same time, help that person appreciate, look at, you know, this is a key role you have. It's a great opportunity for you. And if you aren't holding up the end of the bargain, the way we need, it's going to hurt everybody. And we want to make sure that we can find a win. And that way they may not like it, but at least you started to open the door. And obviously, you know, I'm happy to partner with your manager and you to make sure that you have the bandwidth to do it all. So I'll pause there. How's that? Yes, that sounds great. That sounds great. Uh, I, I like the, um, how you said, you know, based on the, uh, you know, I'm a little concerned based on your previous performances. And I'm here, you know, I always say I'm here to support whatever you need. If you need more time, I, I'm here to guide you. Uh, I'm I, I, I like all of those, and it's worth a try for sure. Great. And one last thing, as you're chatting with her, and try your best to net it out. You know, I've shared, I've shared a lot, Anna. What are you hearing? To see what she has. Great, and, and clarify if because I want to make sure I was clear. So just, just that's confirming understanding, and and then you know, just to, to reinforce, I'm happy to support. Is there anything I can be doing? pause right so make it very clear because i know i know your intention very clear but you when when anna comes back to you and says what you you said you're like okay we're having great understanding i really appreciate you right on a positive note and then you can kind of keep moving on okay my friend i'm i'm cheering for you you're going to let me know how it goes and i thank you for calling in and of course being part of the solution thank you you so much molly for all your help you too Ciao, ciao. Bye. Okay, now we are, gosh, we're still in this, the, uh, oh, we're going to Alabama. Excited to welcome Peter to the show. Peter, thanks for calling in. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me this morning. Yeah, well, I'm excited to hear what's on your mind. I guess I, have, I guess from Alabama, I have to ask about the football. How's the football team doing? Uh, well, I guess it depends on which side of the aisle you're on. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Roll Tide fan, so it's a pretty good season for us. But <laughs> you know, if you're if you're a War Eagle fan, not so much. So um, yeah, or if you're neutral and UAB, then it's pretty good season. So, um, but yeah, all in all, pretty good. That's great. That's great. Uh, what uh, conversation can I help you with today? Yeah, so I guess just just thinking about boiling it down, one, I think uh, the previous caller, there, there's definitely a, 
a touch of what she's saying. Um, uh, more specifically for me, I think it's it's a it's an inner tension between. Um, I guess in, in encouraging my team um, to be the best version of themselves um, and to stretch themselves without breaking. Um, and, and since my role involves touching multiple areas, um, I, I want to make sure that you know I can be successful in, in all areas. Um, but I feel most importantly obviously drawn towards my team since I'm directly responsible over that. Um, and I've, I've had previous conversations in the past. Um, I, I know that we're, we're definitely in a unique time um, since um, our company, like a lot, uh, several of the workers uh, who, who don't have to go in are allowed to work remotely to try to mitigate risk. Um, and so that obviously takes away from the human interaction element um, a lot of things that, that can be picked up and, and resolved in person, uh, potentially drag on, um, uh, maybe longer than they should. Um, and so specifically, um, I, I feel like an, an, there's an overarching sense of, I, I guess to bullet down, lack of proactiveness um, and, and I don't know if that's due to fear or due to um, misunderstanding. Um, we've, we've had a few conversations individually and as a group. Um, you know, I've tried to ask, what can I do to, to better support you all? Do you feel like you have the tools you need? Um, we've identified some areas that are lacking, um, but I guess I'm concerned that there's not Again, not enough proactiveness to get get the tools needed um, to to better perform their their roles. Um, there's a lot of things that I feel like I have to repeat myself over and over, um, and so I just I feel like maybe a, a big part of it too is just not communication. Um, I've, I've tried to stress that. To, to me, I feel like there's no such thing as over-communication. Um, and so when asking for feedback, I feel like there's silence um, on calls, um, either one-on-one or, or in a group setting. Um, so I feel like that tends to lead to, you know, meetings where, where I'm leading, um, where I feel like I have to talk more, um, which is probably not the best thing to do, but, um, you know, I feel like they, they say they understand and then they walk away and ask for status updates and say they're on track and then we get to review the project and it's nowhere near where, where they wanted. And then, um, so it just, <clears throat> I guess it's just kind of a vicious cycle and trying to, trying to see how do I break that? How do I encourage them to be the best version of themselves and continue to, to improve on what they're doing and, and try to find what I can do to try to help them be successful. Got it. Got it. Peter, how much fun are you having at work? Uh, right now, probably not a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, has uh, if you were to ask folks scale of one to ten, how much fun do you think the team is having at work? Uh, probably about the same. Okay. Okay. So it is. I appreciate you bringing this up, which is fantastic. And I, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about this because of the remote. And then, you know, if we didn't have some of the team culture way of communicating before COVID, it certainly wasn't going to magically kind of come out of nowhere, right? So I, so I think it is a real opportunity, as you're noting, to do a bit of a, you know, break a cycle, reset. I think of it as a creative process, right? And so, you know, one, one way to approach it, right? And so this is just for you to consider is just to be pretty upfront about it and say, and you can blame Molly, you know, 
I talked to Molly. And, you know, I'm realizing, she asked me how much fun am I having at work. It's just not, it's not a lot of fun. I'm gonna, and, you know, people might be like, oh, my God, the boss just said we're not having a lot of fun. You know, I don't know. How much fun are you having? Okay, let me be, everyone be honest. Scale of 1 to 10, how much fun are you having? So you're adding a little bit of lightness. And I noticed, you know, your tone of voice, you can be very steady. So you might think about how do you, you know, when you're, you know, having a beer or like at the football game, maybe let that guy come into work and just say, okay. So, right. And so, you know, I, I do, you know, I do a lot of this for my work, the ability to take folks and say, you know, let's just let the work go for a bit. Let's just spend an hour. I have an activity I've, I've done with senior folks. I've done with junior folks about telling their life journeys, but just giving people a chance to, to share their stories, including all the ugly hard stuff in life. Because to your point, I can hear you. You want people to be the best versions of themselves. And, and that's not maybe the most normal thing that people have gotten at work, to be very honest with you. To think that my boss actually wants me to be the best version of myself. I don't know that people listening are thinking, has my boss ever said that to me? So know that that may not be where a lot of people think that that's possible. Um, so an activity I'm happy to, to give you, you know, um, offline a way to go through it. But you start to create a way where I'm looking at you like a human being, like the brother, sister, husband, and uncle person that they are and start to create some of the human connection. And that just, you know, can really shift because people are like, give yourself permission to be who you are. And that's, you know, that to me is the biggest gift. And when you're the leader and people feel that around you, they can be who they are, you got them because that is not the most normal thing out there. Okay. And so from that point to say, so let's think, what is, what is a great team look like? You know, what atmosphere is going to help us to thrive? So where we have a 10 in fun and a 10 in getting and delivering our results and start to co-create that as a team. And you may get to half a dozen things um, that how do we want to be with each other, right? You watch football, like the teams that play for each other, right? That are clear on how do we want to work? So you may say, look at open communication. Okay. What does that look like? You know, what does on track look like and have everybody and then you're you're defining it together and oh by the way as you do this you know there may be a you may come up with what the team really wants and maybe there's one person for whom this doesn't really resonate they're not a bad person but this may not be the best team for them to be on right if you if you have to come to certain meetings you have to do x y or z and that they don't want to do that well this is not going to work very well is it so so you know that might be a way to do a reset and then, you know, this is your clarifying what great looks like. Um, and you have kind of a new snapshot. So let me just pause right there. How is that landing for you? I, I think that sounds great. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I know with, with my personality, um, I definitely tend to lean more towards the execution of projects and um, don't especially under stress. Don't focus more on the human element. Um, not, not obviously not that I don't care about them. It's just more of a thought process of you know the, the quicker we can get this done, the, the more um, space we'll have to breathe and, and actually focus on those things. Um, so I think making sure I am intentional about. And measuring and understanding their, I guess, fun meter and making sure they're, they're still enjoying the job um, is, is just as critical. Yeah. So I appreciate this. What you just shared was like a vulnerability. And as a leader, to stand in front of the team and say, again, you can blame me. You know, Molly said, and I realized, you know, this is kind of an edge for me. You know, obviously, I care about you as people and I want you and your families to be you know, in a good place. And I don't necessarily always ask you and I, and I want to do more of that. And so give them permission to say, and say, you know, that's one thing, let's just say this is the one thing you want to work on. I want to focus a bit more on being less the task master and more, and more human to you. Give me one, one thing that I could do that you think would help, you know, me connect more with you. And, And whatever they say is great. You say, thank you. You give everyone a chance to just chime in and give you input. And if they say, I don't have anything, oh, no, no, no one's off the hook here. 
please, right? <laughs> One thing that, that I could do, you make it light. Anything goes. And all you do is say thank you. You're, you're grateful and you say thank you. So you're modeling for them, you know, and, and to the extent that you've made mistakes or have things you don't know, sharing that helps people realize the boss is human. Newsflash, boss is human, makes mistakes, and learns from them. We don't want to make the same mistakes, so we just let them know. Right. These are Gary Ridge, right, my friend who runs WD40s. So like we have learning moments, and we love them because that's how we get better and grow. So your attitude, if someone does mess up, ah, we messed up. What did we learn? What are we going to do differently? And let's keep going and make new mistakes. So your energy about how you handle all that is they're, they're going to tee off of you, Peter. So if you show comfort and confidence, that's great. And, you know, if people make repeat performances, that may be like, hey, wait a second. Are we okay with that? Is that, is that what we said our team was about? And, you know, people will want to, to do the right thing for the team. Um, does that give you enough to reset any follow-on questions? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it, I think it kind of aligns with, with previous things I've noticed where I feel like when we come in for quarterly renews, uh, or quarterly reviews, um, seems like that week or, or two afterwards, um, there seems to be a different energy level and then it just, you know, like your, your phone battery by the end of the day, it just is, uh, drained. So, um, hopefully that'll be kind of a, a good intermediate, um, way of maybe trying to recharge that. That's great. And so your observation Peter, so again, transparency is our friend, as I said previously and all the time. So if you're just noticing, you know, if we think about a, a particular meeting or call, you're like, God, that was our 10. You know, we were like unstoppable. I'm noticing we've dropped a little. Don't make people bad or wrong for it, but you're noticing it. What needs to happen? Right? Are people overworked? Is there stressful things? I mean, because work and, and life are so blurred, you know, it, it, there is a fine line, um, but the ability to, to be a boss who cares and, you know, realize, oh, my gosh, right, the kids are all supposed to be online at school. The Internet is down. They're not online. You know, so these are things that are happening for parents real time, you know, and it blows up and it's really a problem. Very empathetic for those folks, particularly with younger children. I mean, it's, it's not easy. Right. And we know we still have work to do, right. but being, you know, understanding um, and compassionate about that helps people not feel nervous, frankly, you know, like, oh my gosh, you know, I have to do double duty at home and I'm not able to do this. You want people to feel comfortable. I mean, they're not happy they're not doing their work, but you want people to feel comfortable that they can be open with you. So my friend, one top takeaway for, for yourself from our little chat here. I think for me, it's uh, trying to be more intentionally uh, human um, and make sure um, more frequently uh, I check in on kind of where they're at um, and really, really force them. I've, I've done it in the past, but I really force them to you know, show show me where they're at and try to try to mirror that by you know when I'm stressed uh, or whenever whenever I notice certain things, be be vulnerable in, in meetings and and call that out and, and get feedback from everybody else. That's awesome. It's awesome. You know, I am cheering for you. You know how to reach me. I am here to help you any way I can. And uh, good luck with it going forward. And thank you, Peter, for being part of the solution. Thanks, Molly. Appreciate your help. Take care. Okay, I have a scenario that Kimberly had asked me to do. And it's, uh, it's so great. And I had wished that she could call in live, but she asked, how do you clarify with the person what is a real world issue versus what is an emotional response to a perceived opposition? And so I totally understand that this is Kimberly's reality, right? But if, if in our mind for the other person, we think that they're in a fantasy land and being over-emotional um, and that they're making up that there's opposition, the energy that's going to come across that individual is potentially that you're being very dismissive of them, not helpful. So this is not easy because for, for you, Kimberly, it may seem so obvious. Oh, my gosh, this person is, has a phantom response. 
they're thinking that they're being attacked. They're not being attacked. People were just asking a question. That may very, be very legit, and that's the reality that you see, but that is obviously not what the other person is dealing with. So the ability to first be in a good relationship with yourself, which is to say, exhale my sense of being right and my sense of reality, right? Which is not, again, making you bad or wrong. And then inhale, inhale a level of openness and possibility that this is coming across in a way that you're just not seeing. It's a blind spot for you that someone could interpret it that way. So that's a really important starting point because how you show up is something that that person will feel and it will definitely impact how open or not they are to what you then have to say. And so I think the ability to acknowledge and honor someone. So if it's a colleague, just something, the positive and, and something genuine. So they realize that you value them as a person and you value the working relationship and you want to make it better, right? So that intention, it's always going to go well. Yes, it needs to be genuine. So you have to get in a headspace where you can be that. Now, this real world issue is, you know, I'm hearing you say, so you paired it back, and then give the person a chance to just say more. Two of my favorite words. I hear you saying X, Y, Z. Say more. Give them a chance to unpack that. Right? Nodding. Maybe you need some clarification. Um, and then if you're, no, you know, I'm noticing, I hear that, I'm noticing. For me, it seems like you're, you're very frustrated. Is that the case? Right. What are you frustrated about? So help the person just get in good relationship with themselves. Sometimes we're better off doing that. We can do that on our own. Other times, it's really hard for people to get out of their own way. This happens all day long. So the ability to help that person go through their conversation. And then this term perceived opposition, they might say, well, the marketing team is never helping. They're this and they're, they're against me. Oh, gosh, I can see you're really frustrated. I imagine that that's a, a real bummer. Let me ask you something. I know those folks. I think they're very, I know that they like you and they're supportive of you. Could you imagine that they don't really, they're not really trying to make your life miserable? And you can be a little light about that. Do you think they wake up and see, wow, how can we undermine you <laughs> and make your job miserable? So just see if you can help nudge the person to consider what it's like to be in someone else's shoes too. Okay. So that hopefully Kimberly gives you some things to work through um, and then you know how to reach me and I can follow up if that's helpful. Okay, I have time for one more quick conversation and this is around the requesting performance input and as Peter mentioned, sometimes it's hard to get that constructive critical input. So I want to just give you three scenarios that might be um, helpful. First is normalizing, you know, the fact that, you know, Providing um, input for folks for each other is really valuable. That's how we learn. And you're, you're going proactive. You know, I'd really like to invite folks. I'm really keen on um, your thoughts and be specific. You know, how might, you know, what might I do that could add even more value, you know, to the project? And if you need to be even more specific, hey, I'm focused on delivery in my presentations, specifically my pacing and my enunciation you know, how would you rate me? What could I do better? Okay, that's one, one way to go about it. And then a second thing is, let's just say people are, no, 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 it's all great, it's great. Okay, you be light. Nope, not letting you off the hook. I really appreciate you because that's the only way it's gonna help me to grow. So one thing I could do, one thing I could do, right? So you wanna be able to, you know, keep it light and make that normal. And, and say so we can go back and forth, right? If you want to ask something, I'll give you something too. Um, and then the last thing is say thank you. Just thank you. You're not, you're not trying to psychoanalyze what they said and why. Just say thank you because that reinforces how easy and nice that was, okay? So I just encourage folks reaching out proactively because in addition to great insight about how you could perform better and also insight that you may not be coming across the way you might think, you're positioning yourself as someone who's keen to grow, right? Someone who's keen to grow, be proactive and open. And those are attributes I, um, I think that we would love to have in any work environment. 
Okay, so if you haven't yet, there is more help for you at my website, sayitskillfully.com, and sign up on my mailing list. You can have a chance for a one-on-one Say It Skillfully session with me. That would be super fun. And my thought for the week is courtesy of my Calm Meditation app, and it goes like this. You can close your eyes to the things you do not want to see, but you cannot close your heart to the things you do not want to feel. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your top takeaways. And no, I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality. Essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness is a problem that's more costly to ignore than solve. The U.S. spends $12 billion a year responding but resources alone aren't enough. I'd like you to know there are cities and counties proving what does work. Partnering with Community Solutions, a nonprofit I'm on the board of, more than 80 communities around the country are succeeding in ending homelessness, beginning with chronic and veteran homelessness. They convene local leaders around data and are changing how they work and spend their resources. So homelessness becomes rare. More than half have already reduced the number of people experiencing chronic and veteran homelessness with commitment to get to zero. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org and see whether your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness is an intractable problem. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too. 